And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writers. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show Podcast, Basket Buds Edition on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Dave DeFore, we got Jay King, we got Trevon Edwards, and we have ourselves a Kyrie Irving tweet that we will get to. <laughs> or not a tweet, a tweet about Kyrie Irving, some breaking news-ish about Kyrie Irving. But before we get to that, we got ourselves a series. Boys, I, I don't know. It's weird um, because as everyone knows, the Miami Heat got to the NBA Finals by collecting cereal box tops and sending them into General Mills, and they won a grand prize, and then they got to go to the NBA Finals. They didn't beat the Bucks and the Knicks and the Celtics to do it. They won a contest. That's how they got to go, right? That They got full airfare, full hotel. Luckily, it's you know the other games will be at their home, so they don't have to pay for that, but they won a contest. That's why they made it. Oh, wait, no. They're a really good fucking basketball team, and nobody should be surprised that they beat the Nuggets in game two. Nobody should be surprised. Oh, the shooting, uh, that's not going to sustain. Yeah, well, a third of their games in the playoffs so far have been that shooting, and they're 6-1 and in those games. This is a good team. Some geniuses said, Kevin Love could be a difference maker in this series, and we're laughed at. We're laughed at. Was that analysis given out? Perhaps a way to get a reaction out of co-hosts? I don't know. That's not the important thing to focus on here by saying Kevin Love could neutralize Aaron Gordon. What we're going to focus on is that it was right, either accidentally or, you know, or or by or, or by some, like, genius foresight that is there. Jay, you've been doubting the heat for a long time. Um, <laughs> as they eat a 41-point effort from Nikola Jokic and... I wouldn't say they held him to forces. He had forces. Like I didn't look at what the uh, the potential assist numbers were for him. Like I that that information had not loaded last night. But they he had forces. They tried to no matter what Spo tells you, no matter what Spo tells you, their goal is to make him not a passer. You can see it in the coverage. Like yeah, they'll still send doubles every once because you have to. But they're trying to stay home. They start Kevin Love. He's a plus 18 in his 22 minutes. Didn't shoot the ball well, but he's a bigger body and allows Jimmy Butler to go guard Jamal Murray. The zone defense. All right. One more thing before I turn this over. The dumbest stat, and I think I said this on on POC. The dumbest stat 
that I saw floating around, as soon as we knew it was going to be Miami and Denver, is everyone going, well, you know, Denver's got the number one zone offense this year in the regular season of the playoffs. And it's like, okay, let's dig a little deep. Like, we don't have to get that deep on it. Dig a little deep. That's 2% of their possessions. And only 13 of those possessions came against the Miami Heat this year. The Miami Heat, who run this zone defense about as well as anybody, and they do it a lot. They do it about 20% of the time. That's not the same as going against, like, the Hornets zone defense or the Timberwolves zone defense or, you know, OKC trying to play zone because they don't have any centers. Like, that's not the same thing. And so through two games, I don't doubt that Denver is the best zone offense in the world and they have the best zone breaker in Nikola Jokic. But through two games of the finals, they've scored, uh, I believe it's 38 points on 35 possessions or 37 points on 35 possessions. It comes out to 105 points per 100 possessions. Uh, uh, against his own defense of Miami so far this year, or so far this series. Um, you'll take that if you're facing Denver, because normally they are torching you for like 120 per 100 possessions on any given situation. And so, Jay, how surprised were you by the win last night, Miami and Denver, to make it a 1-1 NBA Finals? Not super surprised. <laughs> Thank this you! Is, this is the heat now. Everyone talking about how they're on a, a heater from deep and how it's unsustainable luck. This is the heat. Just accept it. Accept that they're not what they were during the regular season. They are playing two guys in Max Struess and Duncan Robinson who are supreme shooters, can do it off movement, can do it in the transition, can do it in half court, whatever. They have Caleb Martin playing at a an awesome level gave Vincent playing at an awesome level. Pretty sure Tyler hero getting injured actually helped them. I am worried and... about him coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I would have the medical staff be like, Tyler, you could, you could re-injure yourself. If you come back in this series, you should yeah. probably just sit out the, the rest of the way, but this is who they are. They're a tough team. They scramble around defensively. They take you out of what you want to do. There was one possession and we can talk about how they they want to turn Jokic into a passer, or or maybe that's just the untrained eye or a scorer. But maybe that's just the untrained eye. But there was one possession that was so impressed to me. It was in transition. I think it was in the second quarter, and Jokic has a ball, and he's going one on one. And normally, a defense collapses in transition, right? Mm-hmm. If it's Giannis, you build a wall. If it's anyone else, you're helping and then fanning out to shooters. They literally just played him one-on-one. It was some of the most impressive stuff I've seen because it goes against your basketball instinct to just run straight to your man and allow Jokic to go one-on-one in transition. We we can talk about turning him into a scorer. Do you know how hard that is when he's coming down as, as the handler in transition yeah. and you have to go out and guard Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and all those guys? That was the most impressive part to me is like, they were able to do it even in transition. They were able to stay that disciplined even in transition. This is this team right now is so detailed, so locked in, and and they're super tough right now. They are, they're a bear. Honestly, my biggest concerns is it's not how Denver has struggled with the zone. It's how they've struggled to do anything to stop Miami from making shots. I, I just can't figure out what is going on with their defense? Like they got disconnected right. early on in game two in a way that in game one, they weren't, I mean, 
Game one, I, they were they were pretty good, I thought, at least from a communication standpoint, movement. Game two, they just looked sluggish. I don't feel like they had the same amount of um, – I mean, Michael Malone said it. I, I don't feel like they had the same amount of effort on, on defense. And, and Miami, that's the thing that they do, right? Like the baseline is your ceiling. And so you've got to match that no matter what, or you're going to lose a game like right. this. I mean, this is this is a pure Miami Heat culture win, but also they played really, really well. You know, they show up to game two. Everybody's writing them off for days. They show up to game two and win. Um, that's the sort of stuff that we expect out of them. So I wasn't surprised that they really picked this one up. I, I've been surprised by how it played out, though. Um, the one thing about their defense – is about Denver's defense is like I actually I agree with, with Mike Malone after game one where he was like they got 16 wide open threes they only made five of them right yeah I don't think their defense was good in the first half and and the thing that masked it was Miami didn't make shots right and and Denver did and so Denver's up 15 16 everyone goes, oh well I guess this series is over and it's like no that's not like I I actually thought that their defense could have been a lot better and it picked up in the second half and and even even in the fourth quarter of game one when Miami got a little bit going I, it's you know it's Kyle Lowry hitting shots at you know 78 years old and it's you know I, I like I didn't I didn't know what to do with that fourth quarter but um but in game two like yeah those shots fell early Max Struess hit early and I think that was a big relief and then Trey like I you know I think Tom Haverstro threw the stat out where it was like it's like in Denver NBA finals Miami got hit by a 40 to 14 run, right? A 40 to 14 run. And they end up winning that game. Um, that's, I mean, that's crazy impressive to have that kind of ability to weather the storm because we've seen Denver, like Denver just, they, they're just a tidal wave that hits you when that offense gets going. And they found a way to take that and then clamp down in the second half and, and get back to the defensive roots. Yeah, when you think about just all the adjustment adjustments that was made from the offense to the defense, when you think about the first first half, right, on offense, they're doing more picks. They had their shooter setting the screens and then just flaring out to the corner. There's mm -hmm. no recovery for the uh, Denver's defense. Like, usually there's a guy flying out. They had nothing for that. The, open, the, the, the shooters, you know what I mean, had, had better looks. They were able to, like, get their feet up under them and knock down the shots. And then you think about on the defensive end throughout whether well, the second quarter on on to the end of the game, they're pressing and then getting into Amoeba and just kind of rotating in this this man zone that just was kind of throwing them off. But mm -hmm. um, like like you guys mentioned earlier, you know what I mean? Like just being able to make those adjustments and staying disciplined to it. Both of these teams are both disciplined teams that stick to what they do. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. going to see uh, Jokic go into panic mode when they're losing the lead. They stick to whatever that works, and then they they go with it that way. But um, it's very impressive to see Miami fight out of that corner, especially such a big a big run as as they responded to, and then was just able to just go on in business as usual and finish the game. Um, I think it was close to like I think seven minutes left in the game. I'm just looking like. They're really about to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and both of these teams have been disrespected all season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just to be fair, just to be honest, and I can admit Miami that Miami deserved wrong. the disrespect during the regular season, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be fair, they Disagree. they they've kind of they've kind of played around all regular season and then put their hard hats on when it really counts. And 
I mean, it's no it's no disrespect to the regular season, but postseason is what Spo and company, that's what he does. You know what I mean? He's going to give you his best shot. And sometimes the best shot ends up in the driver's seat, you know what I mean, in the finals. And, you know, like, but, um, you know, given health, like most of the time Miami's normal issue is that, that they struggle with is health. You know, yeah. guys start to break down because they go so hard, you know what I mean, in that situation. And throughout Denver's situation, like, obviously they were first majority of the, you know, the season, but it was kind of like, we were waiting on them to become Purdue of the, you know, NCAA tournament and just kind of, all right, fizzle out or get an easy out in the first round or second round. And they've proved that they belong here. I mentioned that they are a team. You know what I mean? Like they are a team that sticks to what they do. They're well coached. Mike Malone and Eric Spolstra are both two amazing coaches. And I think this is going to be a, a closer series than what people think. You know what I mean? Most people were, you know, sweep. Even I joked around about being a sweep, but – um, I still have the Nuggets in six, but I love that Miami Heat are making this a good series and proving myself and the rest of America wrong. Well, the world, shoot, because, you know, people are in Serbia right now watching oh, <laughs> at 3 a.m. I'm not going to be happy if this, if this goes oh. the way of the Heat. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be. It's gonna Those be world bad. champion well, shirts are going to go there still. Jovic gets a ring, too. If my no, oh, no matter who yeah, wins, Jovic, Serbia yeah, yeah. wins. Oh, that's guys. true. Like, yeah, actually, it's, that's the, a good point. it's the you Nikola know, finals. Not, yeah, yeah. Let's um, not leave out our guy. You know? That's a good point. Um, I look, I, I don't agree with Jay's assessment that they deserved. They the were respect. three minutes from missing the playoffs entirely. Okay, great. <laughs> that, that's that's fine, and they didn't right. Like in the regular season, that's the playing tournament. In the regular season, they were they the seventh seed. They just didn't make they didn't make shots like they like they didn't play poorly. They didn't make shots. They missed wide open threes for the first 65 games of the of the regular season. You know, their, their offense was gross, though. Like it was disjointed. It wasn't what you expect from a Spolstra Miami Heat offense at all. If they're and not it's different making, now, it's totally different now. hundred percent. It's if they're not making 30, if they're making 35 percent of their wide open threes in the first 65 games of the regular season, I'm with you. Like, it doesn't look good, but I wouldn't say, like, they were like, oh, this team doesn't take this. Like, they didn't make shots. They had guys but not making shots. That's a function shots. of the offense. They had the wide offense. To miss wide open threes? Gross. To miss wide open threes. No, this is the same thing as game one where people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a sweep. Denver uh, Denver's so much better so much more dominant. Like, they didn't make shots. They didn't make wide open shots in the first game. Because their offense sucked. Agreed. Okay, you just well, called generating you, looks. You just called Max Struess an unflappable shooter. Well, he was 0 for 9, and most of those were wide open looks in game one. And he went 4 for but, 10 in game two. How is those like, guys what? struggled to make shots because the offense was bad during the regular season? The offense no, was no, if was, you're generating wide open shots for those guys and they're not making it, how is that bad offense? It's it was, bad result, but it's not bad offense. Brad Stevens once said, a good shooting offense is a good passing offense. Uh-huh. And and I believe in that and they weren't they honestly it was it was too much stagnation. It was not the heat offense. If you watch them at all during the regular season, if they I weren't watched them at all, screens. get the fuck out of here if I hit me with if you watch the heat I, I, at all that, the regular that, season. That was I, I wasn't, that wasn't a that wasn't a shot at you. That was I promise that wasn't a shot at you. They they just weren't flying around screens like they normally do. There there wasn't all that motion. There wasn't like the fourth quarter last night was just special offense. Duncan Robinson is flying around screens. 
he's he's Duncan Robinson put up ten points in two two minutes and fifteen seconds and flexed and he flexed. has he done that in his in his life? <laughs> he hasn't done this since the bubble. He did in the bubble. He hasn't done this since the bubble. <laughs> he he's he hasn't done that since he signed best, for ninety. Like that's he's he's so hard to guard and he because you have to run him off the line and when he when you do he can beat you back door. He he's flying around screens. He's forcing you to come up and then. Guys are making bounce passes off that to somebody cutting in the lane. Like that changes things to me. His insertion in the lineup and playing more minutes is a a big deal for that offense. Um, I truly Tyler Hero, the ball stuck in his hands a lot. It just did. And and they don't have that anymore. They have guys who make rapid decisions around Jimmy Butler, who's going to make great decisions and take care of the ball and do everything you want. So I don't think this offense was remotely similar to what it is right now during the regular season. It just wasn't. And and so now it's it's totally different. And and the the pointing to they're just making shots now, I think totally overlooks all the progress that they've made and that this is real. This isn't a fluke. It's not it's not some small sample size thing. Like they've been right. awesome offensively process-wise throughout the playoffs. Well, they've done the Spurs thing, and, and they've done this historically in the playoffs, right? They are exchanging good looks for great looks, but they're getting a lot of them. This yeah. is my 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 biggest takeaway from game one. There was no reason, except for maybe Bam uh, not touching the ball as much, right? Yeah. There was no reason to change anything because they were walking into wide-open shots. They yeah. just didn't make them. And so in game two, when they hit them, like at, right at the jump, I was like, well, that makes sense. You, you're not going to miss forever. Although Max Struess, uh, aside from hitting four straight threes, has missed again, <laughs> like a bunch of shots. Yeah. So like, let's he didn't, worry he about didn't that hit after, He didn't hit after the first quarter, which <laughs> is <But, laughs> noteworthy. Yeah. But this is just, I mean, a function of their good offense. And this is with everyone clicking. This is with, with everyone playing like adults, you know, you don't have Tyler hero out there throwing the ball around. You don't have, you don't have the bad defense is really the big thing because often some of their bad defense, when they had to play lesser defenders turns into good offense for the other team. Yeah. Right. But also turns into bad offense for them because they are not able to take that, uh, that defense and, and turn it into offense for themselves. So I just think when you're not playing any lesser defenders, even Duncan Robinson's out there defending pretty well, using his length, it makes it much easier for your so, offense to capitalize, right? You someone, feed someone told someone told Duncan Robinson, "Hey, by the way, you're six eight. Yeah, like by the way, that go, contract go be, is go be funny, six eight. Right? <laughs> if they win a title, we got to do the thing that we do with max contract guys, where we're like, oh, he's old, he's going to be overpaid for two years. Yeah, ah, but it was worth it because you want a ring. So if they win the title, yeah, we got to start saying, I, you know what, they overpaid, but it, it was think, worth it. I think he gets. I think it guarantees like ten million non guaranteed if they win a title. By the way. I think I saw that on Twitter of, of Duncan Robinson's contract. Uh, we would agree that Boston in the regular season had a much better offense than Miami, right? Like much better. Sure. Yes. Different difference of Rating. zero point difference of zero point four potential assists between them and Miami this season. That's all. I don't know. Maybe Miami just wasn't hitting shots in this regular season. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, it's it's not up for me to decide. It's not up for me. I'm just throwing. I'm just throwing out numbers. Just I can't believe numbers. Zach Harper pulled out potential assists. What is the hey, world man. coming to? I like it. I like it. What, if I, like, I start I like, here, hey, if hey, we start hearing about Bam on a bio screen assist, God damn it. I swear to God. We, look, we got to mention, I do not know how, speaking of Bam, I don't know how they missed that goaltending call. 
Oh, that like man, look, I don't I don't blame shit on refs. Like I think it's a corny cop out and everything, but that is a that too. Oh my god, that was an egregious call. <laughs> an egregious no call, I should say. That one I was like in real time, I was like, fuck, goaltend. And then he and I'm like, they're just playing. I still and then don't I was understand. Like, and then I was like, all right, maybe I just maybe I saw it wrong, right? Like, I don't know, maybe I'm standing at the wrong angle or something like that. And I was like, they show the real like, no, oh, that's clearly going down. <laughs> Like I don't get how we don't. How is there no way to just fix that? I mean, like, yeah, there's not some obvious like, Steve Javi or somebody can't just. Hey, by the way, like that was a goal yeah, Put two points on the board. Guys. Yeah, yeah. That, it's so stupid. Um, here's something interesting to me is, so after game one, people asked Jimmy about like, you know, you got to be more physical, get to free throw line more, blah, blah blah, which I all agree with. Um, but he he made comments of like. No, I'm going to keep passing the ball to my open teammates. Like, I'm going to do that. He hasn't been very good scoring the ball in the first two games. He got to the free throw line a little bit. I think he got like five or six times. Five. Yeah, five. He was like five for five in game two. Um, but he's not, he's not scoring like you would expect him to. But his passing, I mean, to, to Jay's point earlier and to your point, like his passing has been spectacular. And I, I and almost wonder one turnover in game two, just one yeah. turnover. That that's one of the things that gets overlooked the most about him is he's so sure with the ball. He never wastes possessions. Yeah. I, you hardly ever get just a sloppy Jimmy Butler turnover that goes the other way for two points. And yeah. it allows them to it's control the Lowry. pace. It allows them to control really games. And that's such a huge factor that I think, just a lot of the times people don't realize he, he turns the ball over far less than most stars who have the usage that he does. Dare I ask, do the Nuggets need to make him just a score? This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You got to stop helping, right? Like, it, I kind of think you got to stop. Untrained yeah, make stuff, him shoot. Un, untrained make him shoot. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, they did that in game one with Bam, and it worked. Because that was not good often. Like, Bam took 25 shots to score 26 points. Yeah. Only had that, five assists. That was a good. good, but that yeah. was a good strategy for Denver. Oh, for sure, right? yeah. Live all day. And and Bam, actually, I think a game two, it, it's, gone, it's gone overlooked, had a better, a much better offensive game where yeah. he let it come to him. He, he was going up with that jumper right away, which is always a good sign for Bam with no pump fake. Yeah. I, I mean... I'm with you. I think that Denver actually has the personnel to be able to play stuff straight up. Obviously, they're switching in in pick and roll has been pretty good. But to be able to play these guys straight up, they don't need to send help. It's not a Jokic situation where you are screwed if you don't send help and you're screwed if you do. I think with yeah. Jimmy, if you can just play him straight up, put Aaron Gordon on him. I mean, maybe even Michael Porter Jr., who's better on the ball than off the ball, use that length. 
just hope he doesn't bite on the pump fakes and see what happens. I, I think that helping I, off I have, shooters, MPJ, we just watched him. MPJ flew by Gabe Vincent on a pump fake early in the game. I mean, flew by. I don't think he's holding on those pump fakes from Jimmy. I just he's don't. trying to block every shot right he now. He is, like, yeah. Right? Like, that's the, and that's because he got two that, in game one, and now, and everyone's like, yo, MPJ, he has I mean, been a I better defender. And, four. I thought he had another couple that yeah. they didn't give him credit for. I mean, yeah. this guy is trying to block everything. Yeah. So they need and, more from him. They need yeah. more. He was terrible. Well, he was yeah, terrible. He, the thing was, man, like early on in that game, you could tell he wasn't into it. He was trying to force a shot. He had that mid-ranger with three guys, three of his own know. guys standing under the basket, and he's got two guys in his face. I made this point to Hollinger um, on Twitter. Look, at that point, when you have three teammates wide open under the basket and you shoot, you're actually being a good teammate because if you pass to one, you're going to make the other two feel bad for not passing to them. <laughs> so you just got to manage feelings and just throw a shot up. Well, I, I think it's, I think that's good offense, but he's not the shoot. only guy that's been bad for Denver. KCP. Yeah. KCP is brutal. Okay. But it started in game one. The guy has been playing at 11. He has been extremely sped up, very physical, which he's gotten away with defensively. I mean, he, he straight up just shoved Kevin love at one point in this game when he had the ball, to a no call. So, um, you know, he's not been shooting the ball that well. I don't think he's been very good. Aaron Gordon's been solid. I mean, I, there, it's hard for me to come up with a lot of Aaron Gordon complaints. You know, he, he's doing his job. Yeah. But they're not getting enough out of MPJ, and they're definitely not getting enough out of KCP. I can't believe I'm saying this about KCP. Of all people, the most solid Zach, guy. Zach, are you buying that Gordon was sick? No. No. Sick, too sick to talk to the media? No. Come on, get out of here, man. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying any more like, oh, no, sorry, guys. Just don't, can't talk to me tonight. Like, it's the finals, I, I man. Love, get out of here, I man. love it. My, my man played 38 minutes, but could not sit there for, for another five and chat with the media <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> no, I, look, I, I just like, sick. look, man, Caleb Martin was dog shit game one. It's all of a sudden, oh, he, he can't, he can't be a media availability on, uh, on Monday, guys. Not gonna have or on Saturday. I like, can't can't do it. Like he's he's too sick to to practice everything. Like, come on. Like, I'm sure you don't feel good, but you probably feel bad about the loss. Like, sorry, I, I'm not buying any of that stuff anymore. We're the Grizzlies we're ruined it lot, for everybody. We're talking a lot about what went right for the Heat, obviously, because they won and even the series and everything. What do they do with Cody Zeller minutes? What stop. do they do in, you in that spot? With, you stop with Cody well, Zeller oh, minutes. Obviously, but what do you do instead of it? Do you just go Kevin Love at backup center? Kevin Love at the five. Whenever no, whenever you, really bad. No, whenever Jokic is out of the game, you take you put Kevin Love at the five, and when Jokic is in the game, Bam, get your ass on the Bam's got to be in the game. Yeah. He has to be in the so game like, for every Jokic minute. So like 45, 44, 45 minutes for Bam whatever, the rest of the way. Whatever Jokic is playing. Yeah. As long as you, as long as Bam is not in foul trouble, like Trey, like you it's can't the NBA Finals. Yeah, you you have a maximum of five more games. Like Trey, you can't. You can't keep playing Cody Zeller. He is atrocious out there. I mean, like you said, it's the finals. Leave it all out there. Unless it's something that's really, it's really Cody detrimental. Yeah. And, you know, you hurt something else. Like they got something that they're dealing with something we don't know that they haven't released us. And, and he has to sit out. You got to let him play. You got to yeah. let him play. I mean... He's licking his lips when he sees Cody Zeller out there. You know what I mean? He it's it's just too it's too easy. So and it hurts them so much. So I'm I'm looking at the situation of like, yeah, bam, I'm just gonna have to tough it out and just try to play as many minutes as possible for mm -hmm. them, to, you know, to have the best chance to 
to take the lead in the series. Um, something that I want to know because this is a stat going around last night about like the the whole like make Jokic a score thing, right? Um, and people were like, "Hey, this was like that's not a good strategy because this was the." you know, the offensive rating for the Nuggets, it's just Miami right. was like through the roof, right? Which I agree. Like, I, I think it's, but it, it it clued me into more of the, all right, what are the possessions looking like for right now? Like, according to basketball reference, we are at 88.9 possessions through the first two games of this series. That's a slow fucking, I know it's the playoffs. I know it's the finals. Like, that is to slog. me, that is Miami. Like, Miami, to win this series, they cannot be going up and down the court with Denver. Like they can't run with them. They just can't. And they have through two games. I know they, you know, they got their ass kicked in the first game, but through two games, that is Miami Heat pace of what they want this to be. And I really think like Denver was 95 possessions a game, according to basketball reference in the Lakers series, 96 against the Suns. Timberwolves doesn't matter. That wasn't really the playoffs, but um, <laughs> but this <laughs> but this uh this pace, like and, and maybe that part of that is like Miami doesn't turn the ball over. You know, like, and, and and they're able to, I mean, Denver still had 18 fast break points yeah. last night. Like, so they're, they're getting, but they need, they need to get that faster. The more possessions are better because they do have more talent, obviously. Yeah. Big time. I mean, the, the trick I think for, for Miami is to literally just keep doing exactly what they're doing, yeah. right? Like keep generating open looks. You hope you keep making them and then Keep playing Jokic. You got to just play him one-on-one. That's it. Because every single time, that, every time you worry about Jokic, the guy the guy that you leave gets a bucket. It is, I yeah. mean, that he threw a hook shot. Oh, that lob? Alley-oop no, that was. <laughs> that even Aaron Gordon didn't know was coming. Yeah. And it's one of these things. They've made it so hard. They, I mean, this is where Miami really has made it hard. They've made it almost impossible for him to make passes where he has to every pass is like has to come out of nowhere. Yeah. I it, love it was, that. It was a one-handed off the bounce hook pass alley oop. I've never I seen love, it before. I love that uh Jay, you said love at the five could be bad, could be brutal. They were like minus 14 with Zeller in the game last night. Oh, it can't it won't be worse. <laughs> Nothing could be worse than Zeller. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying there is no Good answer there. Yeah. And, oh no, and you're you facing Nikola Jokic. Of course, there's would no be good better answer right now yeah. than than. Cody Look, they bring back Ronnie Cycli. Zoe is filling out that suit, man. He looks like he's in good shape still. I think he could do it. I think yeah. they should. I think they should bring him back. Unretire those papers. Um, those, those. I mean, Udonis Haslam would give you better minutes. I'm yeah. not convinced there. Uh, yeah, uh, can't be worse. Uh, you could maybe be tell bad, me. You're right. It can't be worse. It can't Pretty be bad. worse. And it's not like Zeller's like, well, at least he's killing it on offense. Like it's not that, right? Like it's just, <laughs> I was legit. He he hit like a, I don't know if it was like an up and under shot, but he he just hit kind of like an awkward shot around the rim last night. And I remember thinking like, wow, they got like they got away with that one. And he's the like two is, feet from the rim. The problem is if you're gonna allow Bam to sit at all, you just don't have any other options. Like, I'm sorry, but Omer Yurtovin is not oh, like he is no, not a better we're, option. Nikola no. Jovic, not a better option. We're like, a year be away from Yurt Seven just being a monster be, in the finals. We're one year maybe away. I'd be better away. off if if it was like Tyler Hero at the five than one of those guys. I mean, it's just uh I I like look when they went smaller. 
I think uh, with Jokic off the court, I thought it was okay. Um, but that was also how the Nuggets went on that huge run at, at yeah. the start of the second quarter, right? So that's, the, to me, there's the question that Miami's going to have to maybe solve in game three. How do you prevent Denver from going on runs without Jokic in the game? Because Bam has just been so good defensively that yeah. he's allowed to, he's covered up for a lot of their their issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jokic the, was I a mean, minus 11. That never uh, happened. They right. never get outscored in the Jokic minutes. Yeah. And and they really were flattened in those minutes last no, night. And, I mean, they, that, were, that they goes, worked on that a lot in the second half of the season, though, right? Like trying to survive without Jokic on the floor in those minutes. And, and they figured it out at least so far. Yeah. But yeah. to me, it's the opposite is now you you cannot get out, get beaten in the Jokic minutes. Like, and I think that goes to Michael Malone's thing. They come out, they're a little flat. Miami hits them with a huge run. Yeah. They come out again in the third quarter, same thing. They come out in the fourth quarter. And like you cannot let up against this Miami team because it doesn't matter if they just got hit with a forty to fourteen run. It doesn't matter if they're on the road in altitude down, down double digits. It doesn't matter. They're yeah. going to keep doing the stuff they do, and they're going to keep executing at a super high level. And if you're not tuned into what you're supposed to be doing, Duncan Robinson is going to be flashing to the rim for a backdoor cut, or Jimmy Butler is going to be one on one in a matchup that you don't want, and he's going to be pulling up for a shot that you don't want to give them. And the uh, the defense in the fourth quarter by Denver was just bad. I think they started pressing a little bit yeah. once Miami hit them with the run. Like the Kyle Lowry, the the foul on the Kyle Lowry shot, and granted he was drifting forward a little bit. and But it was just, that, but it was just dumb. It was so was undisciplined. Like of 28 cases, feet out, yeah. that's, that's what you want, is Kyle yeah. Lowry shooting a 28, 29-footer with a moderate contest. You can't foul there. So there were just mistakes like that throughout the fourth that really, really hurt Denver. The but way they lost the lead there at the beginning of the fourth was kind of demoralizing. You know, they they mm -hmm. had a nice lead. They're thinking, okay, game one, we started the fourth with Jokic. That didn't work for us. Let's get him some rest at the start of the fourth, just like, you know, they've been doing all playoff long. And it took two minutes and 14 seconds. Duncan Robinson hits a three, hits a layup, and hits another three. <laughs> And then they take a timeout and they come out of the timeout and they're up two. and Gabe Vincent on the first Miami possession. Number one, they don't get a score out of the timeout. Number mm -hmm. two, Gabe Vincent hits a big three and gives them a lead. And so, yeah. I mean, that from a momentum standpoint, uh, you're shot. You brought Jokic back in just to lose the lead. And I think that mentally they never really recovered from that. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, Gabe Vincent is so fucking good. Like he's he's legitimately what a great time to be a, a free agent, a good player. Yeah, like he, he he's the right a playoff run to go ball. He's a dead eye shooter, like a dead eye shooter. I'm shocked when he misses. Like he he's just been so unbelievable. He leads him in scoring last night. Um, he's so balanced. Like he he's not the playmaker that Tyus Jones is, but he reminds me a lot of Tyus Jones and just how he operates scoring the ball. Right. Like I just think that. Man, that that dude's a that dude's a winner. That more dangerous good. shooter too. Right? Yeah, like more and, dangerous and it, shooter, but like just so composed, so controlled. Doesn't really make mistakes on on offense. He's a, you know, he's undersized as a defender. So you, there are there's only so much you can do. Like you can't have him on Jamal Murray all game because Jamal is just going to shoot over him. But like, but defends well, right? Like he's just he's just short, and and there's not he, nothing he can do about that. But man, Gabe Vincent's fucking good. We're we're like and a game been, away he's been another from another guy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was no, just go gonna ahead. say we're game away from from 
seeing him photoshopped in Lakers jerseys. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's Absolutely. like Kyrie yeah. is going to be trying to well, get someone, him. To someone's got to replace LeBron. <laughs> Here's the transition. Uh, hey, sorry, sorry, I cut Jay off with a real. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay, what do you got? Yeah, I was just going to say he, he's another low turnover guy. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the playoffs, four assists a game, one and a half turnovers. That yeah. that's just a sparkling ratio, and it, it's allowed them to totally dictate the pace of a lot of these games in the playoffs. They have been playing on their terms the whole time. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data, enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 that's linkedin.com slash NBA show 23 for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash NBA show 23 and get started. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, so let's get into this before we get out of here. Uh, I had to check that this was, like everybody, I had to check that this wasn't a a fake account. Uh, Shavstrania, (laughs) our buddy, our cohort, um, Tweets I out. get the notifications and I still was like, no yeah, way. I got the notification. I was like, I got to check this one. I know. I don't, I don't know. And so from, from Shams, sources, Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason. All right. Um, there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. Trey. I'm gonna just help y'all right now. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. You know what? No, <laughs> Trey, just go for it. I'm gonna just help you right now, man. It's PR, bro. First yeah. of all, you leak. You let Mavs know. Hey, I still like y'all. Yeah, I still like y'all, despite all these aggregated Lakers blog sites. You know, me going there. I never was gonna go there. 
I want to be here. You know what? Actually, I reached out to LeBron and told him he should come here. Mm-hmm. You know, because in the past three years, he's burnt up every possible bridge. He yeah. potentially, he has no more leverage. And yeah. shout outs to Miss Irvin, his agent, stepmom. Good leaks. Perfect time for the great. leaks. Yeah, it's a great, great leaks. Leak. It's a great, great leaks right oh, now. Oh, we but, think this is a Kyrie leak? This yes. is definitely a Kyrie leak. This has zero to do with yeah. six. No, six is coming, though. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> six is coming. We're going to wait. We're yeah, going to see what they yeah. do with that number 17 pick during draft day while everybody mm-hmm. else is, you know, doing five-star passing with these picks and trades. Imagine imagine, imagine your offseason being contingent on the idea of what you can trade the number 17 pick for. But it's like, that's... That's well, the Mavericks are. are doing that with number 10. I mean, they're going to try. Like, they're so. going to try. They're going to definitely try and swing at Fred VanVleet. They're going to try. They're going to try to swap and get and, and get basically Fred VanVleet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if, I think that's a safer situation. Like it's the idea of like the Lakers D'Lo, right? He came in. Lakers fans were like we got to resign him. We love him. And Austin Austin Reeves. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like all these different things. When you really think about it. Reeves is definitely going to be number one target on their back. Like, what yeah. they're going to do? They're not going to. And LeBron's going to see how is this roster getting better, right? Mm-hmm. They move Russell because Russell thought he's going to get a bag. Not going to be a situation. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a sign and trade situation. Definitely not going to Dallas. So they need to find a new partner and see where they can fill those needs. And then from there, like again, this is Kyrie trying to make up for the lost money. Also, Mark Cuban is very emotional, bro. Like you cannot play in his face. Like he will, if he feels bad, this is like Shark Tank at this day, at the end of the day. If he feels bad about the decision, he will rescind that offer mm-hmm. and just be like, all right, we went with this person and don't care. So right now he cannot play in Mark's face. You know what I mean? Regardless, because right now is a lot of money. And that's another team. No team wants to give him four years. No, no I, I team think wants him, to give him four years right now. Teams will give only him two Dallas, year max easily, but only not Dallas right now. And only reason why Dallas is even considering it because they're in a weird they because they 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 right. trade they it. have to yeah they and they also have they to also have to show Luca no like look left. yeah they like there is part like I don't think Luca's really in danger right now of like deciding to force a trade or like he's there for a long time, but mm-hmm. you still have to show like look. W- even if it doesn't work out, you have to show we're trying. We traded for Kyrie. We kept him. We offered him the four-year match. Like, we're trying to put something together. Even if it ends up being a bad idea, like, you have to show that effort of doing it to to at least, like, make it seem like you're taking it seriously. Because, it, like, it, and it, and that may seem obvious to people. Like, of course they're taking it seriously. That's not always obvious to players. Like, players, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are we doing here? This also puts some pressure on the Lakers. Because yeah. it introduces the idea that other people might try to recruit LeBron away. Yeah. And, an Le- and if LeBron is telling the Lakers he wants to play with Kyrie and Kyrie's trying to recruit him to Dallas and Mark mm-hmm. Cuban's the owner, right? I mean, Mark, well, Mark Cuban is willing to make a splash. Yeah. Wait a second, guys. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Um, do we ever get a, a decision on whether or not LeBron's going to retire? Because I remember <laughs> that being... <laughs> Cause that's hey. a that's a talking point, guy. Like, so Kyrie's got to make sure that LeBron's not going to sign there and then retire. Like, that's you know, that's that's tough. It, it's so Maybe, funny I want, that nobody listen, even reacted. I just want to know, right? Nobody I'm cared. having fun with it at this point, Jay. 
did he offer in the league? You know what? We'll take Bronny. We guarantee oh, it. Oh, yeah. We guarantee it, bro. Yeah. We we I will get them to take Bronny, bro. Just come on. Yeah. If if Kyrie gets this done, and I don't know how much and stock Luke will to back put him in. up. Luke will back I don't know up how Bronny. much stock to put into this idea, how how serious it is, how how real Listen, it could be. Not enough to talk about how it would not work if, on the basketball court. If that's, that's if, how unserious it is. If Kyrie gets this done. He is the single greatest con man who ever lived. This is how this is because how rattled this is how rattled Jay is by me suggesting that Kevin Love should be a neutralizer and, and it ended up working because now he's got to consider everything as a possibility. If, there, there is no such thing as fake anymore. That was as ludicrous as I've ever seen. This man's whole basis on picking the heat was that Kevin Wait, Love was we going saw to make Kevin a Love stop difference. Steph and then Curry. it worked. And we saw him stop hey, man. Steph Curry with the finals on the line. And what did and what did Spo say? Read that quote for me, Jay. What did Spo say? I huh? said it to you today. Hold on. Let, let me find this. <laughs> he said, I didn't have the foresight to start Love in game one. I didn't. That's on me. Only one man had that foresight. Only one man <laughs> knew that Kevin Love would be the defensive oh, difference in the NBA Finals, and that was Zach Harper. Historically that was Zach Harper. and sometimes, criminally underappreciated. Sometimes you have to bow down to a take that went so right that <laughs> it's impossible I, to foresee I, I, by I, the greatest coach of his generation. He was like, you know what? I, I could I not have envisioned this working out. But Zach Harper, he knew. Look, man, uh, I seriously, uh, when I saw the rundown, when I saw the, you know, the rundown from Schleck that day, it's like a matchup or whatever. I was like, it's a, like it's a ridiculous matchup I can suggest. And, I, and I'll say like, I believe like 5% of what I said. It wasn't just like I was coming, but I knew I was like, Jay is going to be pissed at this. At this suggestion, and then for it for it to come true, for it to come true, like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what coaching situations are still available. Phoenix, if you want to say like, sorry, Frank Vogel, our bad. Like, I don't, I you know, we we found somebody better. You know, I'll take a Monty Williams contract. I'll go six for seventy two with incentives that could lead up to a hundred. I'm willing to. I still need to podcast, but that's you know, other than that, I'm still in disbelief at how well that take went for you because. Kevin, we Love. only care about the, the one game too. He didn't even Whatever play happens, game one. It doesn't even, matter. Yeah, he didn't even play didn't in game play one. Game. <laughs> game two, he shoots that three from the corner, right? They don't box him out. He like staggers into the offensive rebound, and then just kind of like trips on his way to the hoop. Yep, doesn't doesn't get any lift whatsoever. Misses the layup like like the the forty five year old who's still playing with the twenty five year olds and pick up, and that was a major difference in the NBA Finals. That guy was a major difference in the NBA Finals game, starting him and playing him 22 minutes. It wasn't like he was just a ceremonial starter. Mm -mm. He was playing legitimate minutes, and (laughs) it worked. They just needed more size. They've They've got so many guys who just muck your offense up by coming over to try to take a charge. Yeah. They have so many guys like that. And fast forward 14 hours, and Jay King is considering the basketball implications of what if LeBron does go to Dallas and they get Bronny and they get. But wait, they're going to, they're going to sign Draymond and 
Kyrie yeah, would those be the greatest con man of all time. Kyrie absolutely ruined the Celtics and then convinced Kevin Durant. He was like, Kevin, sign with me for four years. We're going to do a great thing. Look, man. Kevin Warriors. Durant was Look. like, he convinced Kevin Durant to, to leave Stephen Curry, to leave Stephen Curry and go and go play basketball with Kyrie Irving and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, if that isn't the biggest downgrade in NBA history. But here's the thing. People have to see Kyrie won one championship. The two teams in the NBA Finals right now should show that what wins in the NBA is consistency, is discipline, it's people who are locked in for 48 minutes a game, and it's not about nine months a year. A star point guard who's flimsy with everything he does. So don't 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 do it, LeBron. Don't, don't do LeBron, it, LeBron. If, LeBron, if Dallas please somehow do it. pulls off please do it. the, the LeBron trade, inconsolable okay. if this happens, and I need ask these, I need that content. I would be. Stunned. Would you sign would Kyrie be... to a four year deal under those circumstances? I still wouldn't. To get LeBron? No, not yeah, a thirty eight. Not a no. thirty eight year old LeBron. No, 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 no. no. Nope. I just don't know who this is for. It's for us, man. It's for us. It's for it's for another segment that's not the finals on the podcast this week. That's what it is. We appreciate Kyrie. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to the Bounce. Bounce dot com slash the Athletic. He goes on Instagram and says, "Don't talk about my free agency." And then a week later, there are links that he wants to recruit LeBron to Dallas. I love this. Make sure you check it out. All of our coverage of the NBA Finals on the Athletic is the best coverage. (laughs) For Jake King, for Dave DeVore, for Javon Edwards, for Kyrie Irving, I'm Zach Harper. Keep it locked on the athletic. (laughs) It's just silly, man. It's so stupid, but so amazing. (laughs) Uh.